You're listening to The C-Dub Show. Visit us on the Say Something Nice podcast network at ssnpodcast.com. Follow us at The C-Dub Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Acast. And now, on to our show. another edition of the C-Dub Show. We are recording this live on Sunday, May the 20th, and we have a special episode. This is our second episode 
of the six degrees of C dub, which is our one-on-one edition where I talk to awesome queer people about random awesome things that they do. Um, first of all, before we get into the show, I want to say I don't think that I have any under 21 listeners, but if I do have any under 21 listeners, <laughs> or if I have any parents who happen to listen to the show while their kids are doing random things, I probably wouldn't listen to this episode with my kids around. Because this is the often talked about and never recorded C-Dub show after dark show. Now, it's so non-kid friendly, even though that's not really the reason why he's not here. Even Caleb's not here. Courtney is not here with Caleb, and B. Willis is off somewhere doing teacher stuff, I bet. I did all my teacher stuff yesterday and got my kids all graduated, and even though we still have two more weeks of school, to me, school is over. So, (laughs) (laughs) I have a special guest on the line, my good friend from here in the Bay Area, Vienna. Say hi to the people, Vienna. Hello. Hi, people. (laughs) How are you today? I'm great. I just uh, had a real nice nap, and I'm hanging out here um, with my sweetie and her puppy, and excited to be talking with you. Ooh, puppy! Yeah. You're here, and you're here in Oakland, correct? Yes. You're at the magical place near the lake, but you don't live next door to Barbecue Becky, do you? You don't live next door to that lady. You know, not like literally next door, but we we are neighbors, as as are all the people here around the lake. <laughs> and I know that today is Malcolm X, uh, the Malcolm X Jazz Festival, so I'm sure there are a lot of people over there by you guys. Yes, there are. Yes, there is a whole barbecue Becky party happening in, in response. I wonder where um, she that, is right that now. That I may go join as soon as we're done with this. I, I assume that she is like hiding in her apartment trying to cope. <laughs> what if she just like showed up at the barbecue? Like, <laughs> what if she just showed up and was like, you guys made all these memes about me and I am so sad. That would not happen. That would be hilarious. You know, the guys who she actually called the police on were my friends that I grew up with at church. So, so, <laughs> so sometimes amazing. when I look at the memes, I can't. I have to laugh because my friend from church is like standing in the background, just like like standing, kind of. It's I don't know. It's funny. It's the way he's standing. I'm like I'm looking past her. It's pretty hilarious. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> all right, people. So we have Vienna here today to talk about all the sexual things. So I mean, <laughs> not all of them. All this of, is the radio. It's not the radio. This is the free internet until the, 45 the free, takes away the until the 45 for, for takes away seconds. right uh-huh. it's the free internet we can talk about anything as long as i don't put cuss words in the description so itunes takes it down okay all right glad we're clear so so folks let me tell you a little bit about why i have vienna here with us i may or may not be hosting a party this weekend in this case, May. May, well, you know, those that know C-Dub <laughs> says, yes, she is. Those who know Carolyn say, no, she is not. <laughs> so I may or may not be hosting a party this weekend. And mm-hmm. Vienna is one of the founders of that party. The party is called Girl Pile. I have to tell you, Vienna, wait. So the other day when I was on my way, so Vienna has a partner named Sassy. 
And I was on my way to Sazzy's house so we could talk about all the party things. And my sister called me. And I was like, I can't talk right now. No, I wasn't on my way. I was already there. I said, I can't talk right now. And she was like, well, why? I said, because I'm, you know, with the girl pile ladies. We're going to talk about girl pile. She's like, I've been meaning to ask you all day. What is a girl pile? And I said, it's exactly what it sounds like. She said, <laughs> she said well, it sounds mm-hmm. sexual. I said, it is. And I hung up. <laughs> Excellent. That sounds very clear. So, Vienna, can you please explain to the people what is a girl pile? So I, I get this question a lot, and mostly when I get it from, you know, girls who want to come pile, I just invite them. Um, but I also get this question occasionally from my straight friends, mm-hmm. which is always entertaining. Um, and and two of my straight friends who have known me for longer than Girl Pile has been happening. Girl Pile's been going on for, you know, we had our 10th anniversary a couple of years ago, so a while now. Was there a 10th anniversary um, Girl Pile party? There was. There was a giant 10th anniversary girl pile party complete with like birthday cake. And we had it catered by some guy who lived next door to the house where we were hosting it. We made all kinds of delicious food. It was a whole situation. It was beautiful. I'm so sad I didn't know you then. Go on. I am also sad you didn't know me then. That would have been, it was really fun. But we'll have more fun girl piles and include you in all of them. Okay. And so my straight friends had these these really, you know, they're a couple, like a straight couple, and they both had these really different ideas about what girl pile would entail, mm-hmm. right? And the the man in this straight couple just like envisioned like a giant writhing pile of bodies with limbs jutting out at random <laughs> angles, and you couldn't even tell who was who because it's just like writhing sex girl flesh happening. Mm-hmm. And his partner, who was a woman, imagined that it was like a lot of lesbians sitting around politely sipping tea. <laughs> what are, and talking what about is our this? Feelings. Fried green tomatoes? What is happening? And, and I'm, they were like, so, so what is it? What is this party like? And I was like, this party absolutely contains both of those. Right. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. Like, for sure. Um, all, all of the above can be found at Girl Pile. It's it's like I would say it's you know like the it's like a really wholesome sex party. People are really friendly to each other. It's pretty open. There's always somebody baking cookies. You know, like Girl Pile is a good place to go and like meet a stranger and get fisted really hard and then have a big screaming orgasm while other people like scream along with you in solidarity and then give you a big round of applause and, and then, then cookies you, like a fresh baked cookie yeah and then you like eat it in your post-orgasmic bliss <laughs> it's just, it's a good time oh well mm-hmm. what made you want to create such a thing so i was um in my early 20s and i had recently moved to san francisco and I was um, identifying as bisexual at the time. And I was having this problem where I couldn't figure out how to get women to put out for me. Hmm. <laughs> you know, as many of us have that problem in our early 20s as we're coming out in new cities being like, wait, how does this even work? So many hot girls. How do I get them to want to have sex with me? And then I discovered that. Um, it was much easier if they were already naked in my bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was that, like, oh, that might once, help. Once, 
right. Once they're naked in my bed, like I can take it from there. Then I've got game. Right. And that's still sort of my truth. Right. Like I'm a little better at picking up women than I used to be, but a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, like I just still find it a lot easier once they're already naked in my bed. Um, So I just invited a bunch of girls to come get naked in my bed. And, uh, you know, that's that's how Girl Pile started. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. So was was first of all, tell us about your partner, Sassy, before I ask how she came into the picture. And before we wait one moment, let me mm -hmm. ask you the appropriate question. What are your preferred gender pronouns? She and her. And what are Sassy's preferred gender pronouns? Sassy's preferred gender pronouns are whatever you use for yourself, last I heard. Oh, okay. Okay, well then, Um, how did... Yeah, which winds up being, like, pretty difficult for most men and pretty easy for most women, which I sort of appreciate. And I'm going to ask you a very pertinent man question in just a second. But Uh um, how did Sassy come into the picture? So I was... um, volunteering at the center for sex and culture, which is an incredible organization in San Francisco run by um, Carol Queen and Robert Lawrence. And they do amazing, amazing, amazing work um, in, in queer and sex positive community here in the Bay. And so I was at a volunteers meeting, you know, shortly sometime in the first year after I started girl pile volunteers meeting and we were having a little go around the circle and tell everybody about the cool things you're doing in case they want to join you kind of a moment like introduce yourself and I was you know I introduced myself and said that I ran a party called girl pile and that if any girls wanted to come you know pile on and have sex with other girls they should talk to me about that and sassy like immediately leapt up as soon as the circle was done and came straight over to me and was like me me girl pile yes how yes (laughs) And I was like, hello, who are you? Nice to meet you. So that's actually how we met each other. Um, And she was like all about helping make this party happen. And, you know, it's been going on for a lot of years now. And it's the sort of thing that um, some years I'm really all about like, yes, I want to go pile. And then some years there's other stuff happening in my life. And I'm like, I'm down to do the community service of throwing this party. Um, And it's been really nice to be able to pass it back and forth with sassy mm-hmm. um and she's been able to shepherd and steward it in the years that i was sort of stepping back and now i'm stepping forward again and we run it together and we you know pass it back and forth and divvy up the tasks and she's just an amazing collaborator she and i collaborate on all kinds of things and this this party has become our our little baby together well, it's interesting that you mentioned community service. Uh-huh. You know, I do. I believe that it is a community service, but I think that some may find it hard to understand how a sex party can be a community service. Why? How do you? Why do you think that it would consider a community service? Because it's a really amazing party, and then the community gets to have that party. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Let me ask you this then. Because you've been doing this a very long time. Yes. And I'm sure that you have seen lots of women come to the pile that maybe needed a little bit extra. I don't want to say push because no one pushes anyone to do anything. But need a little bit more, Mm -hmm. needed a little encouragement. Or maybe they're looking for a space to explore. 
or you know yeah, they, they need a little bit of help getting what they want I think there's a lot of that do you think that's part of the service <laughs> absolutely um you know I there's definitely one of the things that I like to do at pile when I'm feeling you know magnanimous um is that I'll just like sort of work the door talk to random girls talk to girls I don't know and the, the question that I have is like okay so what is it that you are hoping for in this moment mm -hmm. what are your wildest dreams when you fantasize about what could possibly happen at this party what is like on top for you as oh that would be the most amazing you know and then they often will just tell me and then I can set about making that happen right so I can like you're a magician hold up a girl's <laughs> hand at a party and be like this girl really wants to get fisted who's excited about that come on over you know or I can be like oh you know what you really want to get Like, I hear that you're wanting to get punched in the thigh and you're curious about that, but feeling a little shy, like, I, I, I got someone for you. If you just go whisper that desire in the ear of that lady over there, I bet she can help you out. <laughs> so that kind of, you know, matchmaking, get all our dreams fulfilled kind of a service is definitely something we do at Pile and it's been really fun. I mean, and it is something like where especially a lot of women and then especially a lot of queer women are so taught and socialized about what they should not be doing sexually. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Vienna knows that. I mean, I've only gone to my first pile in January. I'm like, I'm like a pile baby. But mm -hmm. I mean, don't say mm -hmm like that. Vienna. It's, mm. it's not. You know, you talk about how you're a baby and it just, I just get a little, you're, you're awakening a little predatory in me, you know, not the bad kind, just the fun kind. Well, you know, the fun part about that is, is that the me, the 2018 me is very intrigued and cannot wait to mm -hmm. visit with the predatory you. But I mean, in well, years you, past, uh, I probably would not have been so open. I probably would have been very, very scared because, you know, especially right. growing up in like Southern Baptist, you know, traditional Baptist churches and we're taught. And not even I won't, I'm not going to even just put it all on church. You know, a lot of times we put it all on church. It's not all on church. It's just socially the way that women, especially black women, are taught to engage with their sexuality. And it takes so mm -hmm. much for us to undo and like peel back all of those layers. So in years past, predatory, you might have scared me. And it's not to say that I'm not scared. I just, you know, I'll be scared and take it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the truth is that had I met you in years past, predatory me would not have come forward. Right. Oh. Because if you're not into it, that's not fun for me, but you're clearly into it. And so I'm having a good time. <laughs> oh. I can't even think about what my next... Yes, I can't think about my next question. I'm going to run back to the the man and the woman that asked you about Pyle. Because, uh -huh. of course, I've talked to guy friends about Pyle. And all of them mm -hmm. see it as kind of like what the guy saw it. You know, a, a pile of hot, writhing women's bodies. And all they really mm -hmm. need between them is their penis. Do you get that a lot? <laughs> They're like, well, how how are you gonna have a party? I'm like, what do you mean? How are we gonna have a party? We all go to the house and we have. What do you mean? Uh -huh. You get that a lot, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't get that very much, mostly because I don't just, I just don't engage with many straight men in my life. That makes sense. 
there's just not not a lot of straight men in my life. So, you know, we do have some men who, uh, you know, Pyle's got a lot of bisexual women at it. Mm-hmm. And part of how that happens is that there are a few men in the Bay Area who are like really all about girl pile. Really? And when they're, yeah, totally. And when they're like hanging out with people who really could use a girl pile in their lives, they'll like let them know about it. You know, like if some you're flirting with some random dude and then the dude's like, have you heard of girl pile? And then you're like, no. And then he's like, oh, you should totally go to this party I have never been to. Because it's <laughs> not about I'm not a girl. Me, but I'm pretty sure you would like it. Oh, is that their way so of seeing if she's if, if she's into other girls or is it just because they think she needs to loosen up a little bit? Uh, I think neither. I think it's they already know that she's into other girls and they're like excited to be handing over a community resource that she'll be excited about. I'm sorry. Every time you say community resource, I just laugh because it is a community resource. And it's actually I mean, I've been to other I've been to other parties um, Uh that were not nearly as fun to me as Girl Pile. I mean, I have. You know, you know me, Vian. I'm a bit picky about spaces, and mm-hmm, I'm very picky mm-hmm. about people. And mm-hmm. you know, that is the only space where I don't know. Maybe I think it's because Girl Pile is so open to all the things. Like you know, you have, I've been to a lot mm-hmm. of parties where they're very specific about you can only do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, but why? So why yeah. did you guys make the choice to be full? I mean, aside from the fact that it started in your bed. To be mm-hmm. full sex party instead of just a play party. Well, I think um, this is sort of a, a, a detailed conversation, but there's some some nuanced conversation that happens between the people who throw the various sex parties, mm-hmm. right? Because not all sex parties are the same as each other. They're all real different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one really common approach in the Bay Area for how to, like, You know, because the sex party, it's like an awkward space for a lot of people and people are sort of out of their element. And a lot of the normal social rules about like, don't take off your clothes in front of strangers don't apply. Right. People get really confused about what rules do apply. Like, does that mean that it's okay to just randomly touch people? No, it doesn't mean that. But like, you know, it can get confusing for people. Um, And so different sex parties have different strategies for how to deal with that problem. And I think one really common strategy in the Bay Area is to just have a lot of rules and guidelines, mm. right? Like you have to come with a buddy and you have to come to the opening circle and we'll tell you which people are wearing the special hats that like that are the people you should talk to when you're confused about blah, blah, blah. Um, and at Girl Pile, we don't do any of that, right? We have a, um, some different systems of setting up social norms that are about building a strong culture within the party. And it's slow and it takes time and it requires that it not be a public event, right? Like if you would like to come to a girl pile, you literally, the way to do that is to like hang around Oakland and San Francisco and hit on girls and ask about it. See if you can <laughs> find someone who knows, right? Like it's actually the only way to do it. If you'd like to get our email invites, you have to show up in person at a party and get on the list. And that's hard to do because the parties fill up really fast. Um, So, you know, we're not trying to, to be exclusive. And I think the environment of the party doesn't feel like super exclusive. It's pretty, you know, welcoming. Um, But the way we did that was 
spreading really slowly through word of mouth over years. And so at any given party, it's going to be mostly people who have been to that particular, been to a girl pile before. Mm -hmm. And so there's just like a strong sort of cultural vibe of like, this is how we are here that people can slide into. Um, And everyone who shows up got brought by someone who has been there before. Um, So there's that kind of. So that's how you guys build the the safe space, basically. Yeah, that's how we build it, you know, and, and there's always some, you know, every now and again, every couple of years, we get someone who shows up who just isn't behaving appropriately. And then they just very quietly never get an invite again. (laughs) Have you ever, what is, hmm, let's see how to properly word this question. Mm -hmm. What is the most, we'll say, unsafe or what is the what has been the most difficult situation that you have had to take care of in the middle of a pile? Hmm. Um. Like, have you ever had to boot anybody out or anything like that? I mean, I think that, like, it, it hasn't actually been a very high drama space in that way. Um, you know, we'll occasionally we'll get like exes running into each other who didn't know each other was going to be there. And then that's like hard for them, you know, or someone will show up and like they're, they'll discover that like one of their clients is in the room and then they have to leave. So there's that, those kinds of boundary issues, mm-hmm. you know, and then every now and again, there's someone who just like has a lot of trouble with the, the boundaries of the space. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't understand who am I supposed to talk to? Or am I just supposed to touch people or what do i have mostly manage that by just giving them some jobs to do (laughs) you know like here we have some cookies for you to bake could you help us out with that and then you know then that sort of helps settle them down they don't have to figure out what to do with themselves um you know and and a lot of people sort of do that for themselves right they're like okay i'm coming to this party but i don't really know how that's gonna be so i'll like sign up for a volunteer shift or i'll arrange the snack table or I'll bake a cookie or I'll, you know, and there's a lot of opportunity for that. Well, so why, what brought about, so listeners who are over 21, who are over 21 listeners, what, sure. <laughs> what, so the party that I'm going to be hosting this weekend, oh, that I may or may mm-hmm. not be hosting is yes. an all POC party. Now, mm-hmm. Number one, listeners, if it's okay for me to tell them this, Vienna, is that all right for me to tell them? It's fine with me, okay. yeah. So Vienna and S- Sassy are both white queer women. And so mm-hmm. they decided that they wanted to have an all POC night. And to me, I think it's one of the most awesome um, things that an ally can do because not only are they going to host the night, but they are completely abandoned in the event. And giving it to poor little old me who don't even know what she's doing because they want to make <laughs> sure that it is a safe POC only space. So, Vienna, mm-hmm. what prompted you all to make this decision? So, we've had calls over the years for various themed piles. And, you know, POC is, is one of the themes that people have wanted. But there's also been people who are like, can you have a pile that's all about kinky people or can we have a pile that's all about people over 35 or you know like various groups that 
want to have their own thing. A cougar cut so we're experimenting. Pie? For example, <laughs> it could be a whole situation. You might be hosting more than one. Yes. We need to talk yes. about that. Go All ahead. Right. Finish well, the story. We can talk about that. <laughs> you know, so, so there's just different um, groups that have been excited about having having a pile just for them. And part of the challenge that we've had with managing this party over the last few years is that the party is just getting huge, mm-hmm. right? Like if we don't put a cap on the number of people who can come, we'll get like, you know, more than a hundred people showing up and we host this in people's houses. And it's actually hard to get more than a hundred people having sex in someone's apartment. <laughs> you know, usually we tried that in my apartment once it didn't go well. Um, I was like, no, you can't fuck in my pantry. My roommates eat the food here. Like, no. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Somebody mentioned um, sex in a tub. and Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you take whatever space available. So, you know, part of what we're trying to do is um, make it possible for houses that cannot accommodate, like, bajillions of people to be able to host a pile. And a themed pile is a good way to do that because they – can be a little bit smaller Mm um you know and also to just have like a more intimate experience you know it's been interesting to just watch the party evolve over the years you know 10 10 12 years ago it was like the whole party literally fit in my bed (laughs) right which is like what five people you can fit a lot of people in a big bed if you try oh i mean you can fit 10 or 12 people in my bed oh um you know, if they don't mind being being real up close and personal. I've never been in your bed, Vienna, so I don't know. Yeah, so you wouldn't know. You're just going to have to keep aspiring in that direction. <laughs> that was a good comeback. I got to give you that one. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what was I talking about? You're, You're talking about theme piles. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, theme piles. Right. How we got the, the POC night happening. So we just had a bunch of people who were like, I just think there should be a POC pile. And I was like, okay. You know, it's just, it was a call from the community. And I was like, okay, how can we do this? And we were sort of thinking on the question of like, okay, well, I can't be there. And Sassy can't be there. So how could we make it happen? And we had a, a host who was real excited to volunteer her space for that project and then you seemed real excited to host it so it's happening and i hope y'all have a great time we will have a great time vienna i mean i'm nervous hey i have one last question can we Uh talk about the fire can we talk about the fire and we can talk about the fire sure y'all vienna Uh sets people on fire and it's fucking (laughs) awesome Uh let me tell you right people when you watch it, you're scared. You think she's going to burn you up. Especially if, you know, you maybe you got some fire trauma or something. I don't know. It's just like, it, 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 I swear, it looked like she just took a wire hanger and stretched it out and put a little Q-tip on the end and set it on fire. So, it, you, you might be scared. But it's Okay, everybody listening awesome. at home, that is not what we do. And you should not try to do that. <laughs> I didn't say for them to do well it. I didn't say for them to do it. I just said that internet people, internet people do all kinds of things. (laughs) (laughs) That's just not what she really does. People. I'm just saying if you, when you first see it, it took me like an hour to say, okay, I'll do it. But it's pretty freaking awesome. A whole hour. Yeah. Sounds like you were real scared. Um, Really? Yeah. So, so people do, (laughs) you know, we're, we're like a bunch of perverts, right? We're people who throw sex parties and et cetera. Um, and there's all kinds of things that kinky people do, all different kinds of ways to play together. And um, a lot of venues, for perhaps obvious reasons, um, do not allow 
fire play, which is one of the kinky things that kinky people do, um, which involves like burning alcohol on the skin, on your skin. So it doesn't burn for long enough to actually burn your skin if you do it properly. Um, but it's exciting and it feels good. It's like a nice snuggly warm blanket. Plus it's thrilling to be mm-hmm. looking at your skin and seeing that it's on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so girl pile is because it's happening in people's houses is a place where actually that is a thing that we can do, right? It's not like against the rules of the venue, um, you know, and we do it very responsibly. Is there any type of play that you do not allow at the pile? I mean, there's, there's certainly types of play that are um, sort of not in the culture of pile. Okay. You know, like we don't usually have people like doing things that are going to be very smelly, for example, mm-hmm. I know you're in about. ways that are going to make the rest of the pile want to want to leave the room. Um, yeah. So stuff like that. It's mostly just about being courteous to the people around you. Um, but I think that's one of the things about, pile is that we really rely on people to show up with like pretty advanced social skills mm-hmm. right like you have to be able to read the room and to be able to know your audience and you have to know how to check in with the people around you about whatever you're going to be doing and you have to know how to like move yourself out of the space if something is happening around you that's triggering for you mm-hmm. right like we're not all about people having to like rein themselves in so as not to disturb the people around them um, we're much more about like letting your freak flag fly and, you know, everybody taking care of themselves. Mm. Well, okay. Well, Vienna, I have a mm-hmm. question. Which yes. is kind of a stupid question. I mean, you host sex parties, but uh-huh. what do you, what would you consider your freak number to be? I don't even understand the question. You never heard me on talk about on a scale freak, of what? On a scale, on a scale no. of about a, we'll say one to ten. What would your freak number be? It's just like how freaky are you? Where yes. one is not freaky and ten is pretty freaky. Yes. And and is this like a scale with all of humanity or like what's the what's the demographics of this it, scale? It, can, you, <laughs> can you calibrate it for me? You know what? I've I've never heard anybody like calibrate the freak freak number. So I guess I mean all of humanity was is like crazy insane. I mean. Uh, how about just in California? I guess you like you messed up my question. We'll just say it, uh, <laughs> it was like general women's thing spaces. I guess what's your freak number? I mean, I think my freak number is is pretty high in general women's spaces. You know, I'd I'd call it like a like eight or so. Only an eight, um, Vienna. I don't know. Maybe it's higher than that. I don't. I mostly hang out in like kinky spaces. That's good to know. So I don't really know how how regular people do. You know, I did say, and I think I told you and your partner the other day, um, that you guys have ruined me. Like I went to this space and I went to like a kink experience. I went to a kink workshop and I was like, I'm gonna go to this kink workshop, and I was so bored. I never just left. A kink work. I just left. Which workshop was this? It was like a. I mean, it had a name. I don't remember. I was at a conference, 
Um, and that, and every year I go to this conference and I always go to the King workshop and it's really awesome. This was the first time that I was like, yeah, all this stuff y'all talking about. Yeah. All right. I know this stuff. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I got, I got to get out of here. This is too much for me. I'm trying to think. Right, but I, it's probably just right for somebody else. It is, which is why I quietly slipped out of the back. Now people did look at me like, where's she going? Well, girl. We can go talk about this stuff in another place. Um, I'm trying. There was one other question that one question that I've gotten from a couple of people, only a couple of people that I've talked to the pile about. And this is not even just about pile. This is kind of about sex parties in general. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on safe sex in sex and kink parties or environs? Like, how do you besides, of course, getting your own regular testing and all that good stuff? How would, as a person who curates such a space, ensure that it is a safe sex space? So the short answer is that I don't, right? Like, I don't actually think that it's the job of the person running the party Mm -hmm. to police the safer sex practices of the people who attend the party. Right. I think it's important to, like, make safer sex supplies available. You know, there's always, like, condoms and lube and all kinds of stuff at little stations and gloves and you know saran wrap like all the stuff is around and available if people want to use it mm-hmm. but if you're like showing up at the party with your partner who you're fluid bonded to and you all want to have some like unprotected sex at a party just like you have unprotected sex at home like that's not against the rules um you know you can do do what you all want to do because people have really different safer sex practices i think for for good reasons and it doesn't feel like my business to tell them how to do it um we do ask that there be like informed consent about all the things and we encourage safer sex conversations and i think a lot of those conversations are happening at pile um you know and and we need everyone to contain their fluids right like you don't want to don't want to be getting your sexy juices all up on the person next to you who's not part of your situation and didn't consent to that right and you know but we we rely on people to like manage their own situation, manage their own consent, right? Like I just don't think anything good comes of um, like encouraging people to give over their like sexual safety mm-hmm. to someone they're not actually in relationship with. You did bring up another interesting point about we were talking about couples who may come that are fluid bonded, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Which brings up a question about which is another question. I'm getting a lot of questions these days. My twenty eighteen is pretty freaking lit. Thank you, Vienna. Mm-hmm. Um, You're <laughs> um happy to help. Oh my goodness. About p- couples and couples that may come to pile or just couples who engage in, in sex parties in general. And do you, is there always an assumption that people who come to parties or come to things like pile are more into open or poly relationships? Do you find, do you get a lot of couples or do you have a lot of people who are very much into, um, or who are into multiple, um, you know, relationships of multiples? What do you, in your experience, see more of at your parties? I mean, I have no idea. Like, I just see people hanging out and talking and playing and having sex with each other, but I don't know how they're constructing their relationships about it. 
This is true. That's a very, very you know, like you can't like look at people having sex and be like, are you a monogamous couple or did you just meet two seconds ago? Right? Like you can't tell. So this is true. I mean, I know what like my friends, my people, the people I know well, I know them, but just random people who come to my sex party who I don't know. I don't know what their situations are. But mostly looks like they're having a good time. If they're not, I try to, you know, check in, see what we can do about that. <laughs> Make sure that they are okay. Yeah. Well, I think that those are all of the questions that I have about Pile. I am looking forward <laughs> to the party that I may or may not be hosting this weekend. What <laughs> is, and I know that there's some, there's certain information that we can and can't share. I know that to, in order for someone to get invited, they have to show up at a Pile. Is yes. there, because at the end of every show, we, we give out contact. Is there any type of contact that they can have? Like, is there any way to find you or find Pyle? Or, like, wh- how can they start their journey? I mean, honestly, if if we're talking specifically about the people listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. right, their best connection to Pyle is you. <laughs> okay. So they're they're welcome to reach out to you and you are welcome to invite them if you like. All right, people, don't slam my inbox trying to get (laughs) invitations to the pile because, you know, I have I have the regular, hey, come to pile and I have the C-dub special invite list to pile. I do have a special list of people that I invited to, that I invited to, which is, you know, you and I talked about how it's a good, a good place to just like invite a woman that you want to get to know. Is that right? Oh, for sure. It's it's a great pickup line, right? Like, so have you heard of Girl Pile? And then she's like, yes. Can I get an invitation? Or she's like, no, what's that? And then suddenly are having a conversation with this cutie about sex. And that's just a good place to start. That's exactly what I did, Vienna. Like, you know, sometimes you might, you, you can't think about how to speak to a young lady. You don't know if you, you don't know if you're want to invite her on a date or if you want to talk to her about sports or the moon or the sun but you can always mm-hmm. invite her to come to pile and have sex you first can. and ask those questions later you can and you can also you know just invite her to come to pile and then decide later in the conversation whether that was a, a friendly idea. community <laughs> kind of an invitation or like an actual come have sex with me invitation because it could be either it could be either. That is so true. It could be either. We will find out this weekend. So you will find out this weekend. We will find out. I will report back to you, Vienna, how that goes. I would. You let me know. I'm so excited to hear all about how this pile goes for y'all. I. What are you gonna be doing while we're piling? What are you gonna do? That's a good question. When this happening? Uh, Saturday. You don't even know when the pile is. It's Saturday night. I do, it's on my calendar. It's just not in my brain. Um, yeah, it's Saturday night. I am. I don't know. I might like curl up in my bathtub and read a book. That's one of my favorite things to do. Wow. Well, I was not, I'm not even going to go down that, that road. Folks, you guys have to know that Vienna has made it like a sport to make me blush. And I do not like it. And now she is doing it virtually without even looking at me. And I don't like it. Might I recommend this sport to anyone who would like to join me? It's really fun. It is not fun at all. A blushing Uh seed. Oh, so Vienna. So last night. See, I 
here's the thing. The thing is that I just don't believe you. Because I think if you didn't like it, you would stop coming back. I don't have a choice, like, Vienna. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Do it again. I hate it. Do it again. I hate it. Do it again. Do it again. Well, if you remember the night of the fire play, I was like, I'm scared. Oh, look, at me. look at me. Look at me. Don't look. There's a lot of protesting. Wait, not a lot of. Protesting. So let me tell you a about last night. Let me tell you about last night. So last night, I, I learned something night. important. You know, I've been uh-huh. on this this cougar hunt. You know, I've uh-huh. really been all about cougars. So I was uh-huh. at my friend's graduation party. Do all your listeners know what cougars are? They probably, and then you know, I can. You're right because I learned something new about cougars last night too. I always just assumed someone told me a long time ago. That a cougar is any woman who is 15 years older than you, right? Okay. That's what I was told a long time ago. But last night, the woman that I was talking to told me that a cougar is a woman between 40 to 55, and then anything over 55 is a jaguar. Okay. I had never heard that before. So as, okay. I'm, as I'm sitting there flirting with my friend's grandma... <laughs> And she's flirting back with me. Literally? Yes. No, seriously. No, seriously. Uh-huh. As, we're, as we're flirting with each other. And then I called her a cougar. And she said, I'm not a cougar. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> uh-huh. And she said, I'm a jaguar. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And it's a whole new level you don't even know. Oh, right. I said, am I a jaguar hunter now? Jesus. You know. I, I am. If we had this cougar cub party, man, I am. I'm, I'm hosting y'all. If they had a cougar cub party, you can yeah, already. You would be excited about that, huh? I would be. I don't. You know what? I might not be able to host though, because I think that I need all my energy to actually be in the pile. I feel like I understand. Yes, so I might have to let you down on that one. I apologize up in advance. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again, Vienna, for speaking to me here on the C-Dub show. For those that are listening, you can find the C-Dub across all social media platforms at the C-Dub show. You can visit our new website, which is the show.com. You can visit our the Say Something Nice podcast network at ssnpodcast.com. You can email us and you can email and ask me about Girl Pile at show at gmail.com. And so I think with that, that is the ending of our show. Thank you again, Vian. I hope to see you soon and don't scare me. Thanks so much for having me. All right. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye.
The C-Dub Show.